Welcome to the Shovel Pass, the NFL podcast for those that need that extra hour of football talk to get them over the hump and through the week. I'm Nick Sawyer, and I'm joined weekly by a few of my closest friends, Will Sawyer, Phil Heim, and Chris Heim, as we discuss all things NFL football from the games of the week, surprises, predictions, high performers, not-so-high performers, and anything else that stands out. Thank you for checking us out, and please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. We sincerely appreciate it. Welcome to the Shovel Pass. I'm Nick Sawyer. Week one is in the books, and it was a hell of a week. This week I'm sitting down with my brother, Will, and we talk Cowboys, we talk my Niners, and we run through the rest of the games. The surprises, the upsets, the letdowns, and what's to be made of it going into week two and the rest of the season. It's a great day. Football is back. The world is right again for the next few months. Anyways, as an aside, if you like the podcast, please like, share, subscribe, leave a rating, comment, tell your friends, and come back weekly because we're going to be posting one of these every single week for the rest of the season. With that, let's get to it. Enjoy. Welcome to the Shovel Pass. I'm here with Will Sawyer this week. We got a small crowd for week one, but we'll do it anyway. Here we go. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Excited for football being back. Uh, yeah, I had a, a pep in my step today after week one, and uh, especially last night's game. It was. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to stay up world. for it. Oh my gosh! Right. All the colors are a little brighter today. Everything seems a little clearer. Uh, the air tastes a little sweeter, you know? It's amazing what football can do for your life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Yeah, just watch football. Your life just watch football. Good. Yeah, improves circulation, lowers cholesterol. Mm, maybe not so good for your blood, blood pressure, but, um, you know... <laughs> Got to take it depends the on your the team, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyways, all right. Yeah, my blood pressure was great for the first three quarters of the Niners game, and then that fourth quarter sent me uh, through the down roof. a dark path for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a little scary there for a second. I, I I turned away from the TV for a little bit and tuned back in, and was shocked. <laughs> oh, I know. All right. Well, we'll get there. Okay, Let's, we'll get there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we're yeah, going to talk started. about that, but let's let's start with Thursday night. It was a hell of an opener. Dallas Classic. and Tampa Bay. One of the best in recent memory for me. I mean, uh, obviously, being a Cowboys fan, I, I was watching very intently. But uh, I don't know. I don't feel like we, we have great openers every year, but that was just guns blazing. Like, Yeah, yeah. Without, without going back and looking at, the openers for the last five years. I got to agree with you. It doesn't feel like we get openers like that every year. And honestly, if I, if I'm being completely honest, Will, I didn't think Thursday was going to go like that. I thought Tampa Bay was going to handle Dallas. So kudos high five to Dallas. Yeah. Especially, especially considering their defensive struggle struggles last year. The only thing they had going for them 
uh, even when Dak was on the field, was Dak and the offense and their defense struggled, uh, you know, more than most defenses in recent history. Um, so for me, I considered it, I considered it a win coming into the game and just wanting to see the defense show up, not look inept and, and see that Dak was looking healthy. I was over the moon with, with how things actually turned out, regardless of the loss. Um, to me, the Bucks were the best team in the league last year, finishing off the season, and they only got better in the offseason. Yeah. So yeah. they're scary. Their roster is scary. Yeah. So the fact that Dallas hung in there with them, the fact that they caused them some problems, that they forced some turnovers, which for years Dallas has been way below par on their turnover rates. Uh, for their defense and so to see them actually being a little bit opportunistic uh, to me that allows them to punch a little bit above their weight class because in recent years they they might have a mediocre defense but if they couldn't force turnovers that was the best they could be but all of a sudden you add a few turnovers into the mix and it's like well they had they had a decent opportunity to win that game I mean, you hand the ball back to Tom Brady with under two minutes left. I, I mean, you kind of got to assume the outcome. But yeah, uh, you saw you saw his face. You saw Tom Brady's <laughs> face with a minute twenty four when he's walking out there. Supreme he confidence. Knew. Supreme yeah, confidence. They, <laughs> like oh, everybody I, in the stadium. But but yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's um, you're in the game, and and in all honesty, I, I mean it's hard to project that kind of uh, opportunistic turnover um, differential for the rest of the season. I do think that game, it ended up being very close and you're right. Dallas definitely had a real opportunity to win it. That being said, it was also not that far from being not that close. If it weren't for a couple of those turnovers. So, um, Absolutely. I mean, you can two, say two that a lot turnovers. about turnovers. You're right, but they were um, they were timely. Let, let's put it that way. That fumble on the five yard line, that I mean, that right there, Tampa was driving. They were going to score, and then they didn't have the ball anymore. I mean, that was huge. They score there, the game's over. That's it's not it's not a close game. Absolutely, um, and that was it. A bunch of their turnovers were very concerted efforts. They were def- defenders getting in there and punching the ball out and placing their helmet right. And like it, it wasn't, it wasn't just chance. It wasn't just uh, you know ball bounces off a guy's head and floats up in the air. Like those are opportunities too. But I liked that I well, saw them, yeah, pushing for except that. for that that. Um... The the one that bounced off the running back's hands, the screen Absolutely. pass that was I mean that was, was just fortuitous, but you gotta you gotta catch those right. So good on Dallas for for you know they took advantage executing. of those, yeah, taking advantage of it. And and they were also very obviously going after the turnovers. They 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 
were practicing that and they did really well at going after them. So I was happy from what I saw with Dallas's defense. The fact that they were that aggressive with uh, well, one of the best offenses in the league gave me a lot of hope for the rest of the season. Um, because I don't think they're like, they're not going to see that many offenses like that in a year. And, and no, and they, they didn't hold, hold them to less than 30 points. I mean, you still got no. 30 points scored on you, but it is Tampa Bay. And you look at that roster. I mean, it kind of felt like they were holding Tampa Bay to 30 points, which is funny to say, but watching <laughs> the game, it felt like Dallas is holding them back. <laughs> like this could have been way worse, but yeah. it wasn't. Absolutely. Um, so I wasn't disappointed with that. Uh, Dak looked perfectly healthy. Nothing looked wrong with him. Uh, Dallas's receiving court looked so dangerous. It was awesome. Really uh, sorry to hear that uh, Michael Gallup is going on IR, but I did oh, see, I know. you know, good things with everybody else on the field. You know, Dalton Schultz got six catches. Blake Jarwin got three catches and, and CD and Amari just lit it up. So loving all of that. The, the only thing that there wasn't much to love about was uh, Zeke and his 33 yards rushing. That, that was, a yeah. Bit so I was going to say, so the, uh, here, I'll go through a few things that stood out to me from this game. First, you just hit it. Zeke rushing for 33 yards. But more than that, the fact that Dallas only ran the ball, uh, how many how many times did they run the ball? 11 times. Essentially, well, no. See, so hold on. Four, four were Dak. No, so essentially they were... 14. They, yeah. they ran the ball 14 times and Dak threw the ball 58 times. That's yeah. a problem. I don't know why that was. The game wasn't out of hand. They didn't have to do that. They were just throwing the ball excessively. Like, I don't know why after Dak has been out all of training camp with a, a shoulder issue and you have Zeke and he's supposed to be leaner and faster and, and stronger and, you know, best he's looked in four years. Okay. So why are you making Dak throw the ball 58 times in the first game of the season when he hasn't had a training camp and he's been on a pitch count? That surprised me. Now, me too. Zeke me too. wasn't, I mean, he, he didn't have a lot of opportunities. He wasn't all that impressive in those opportunities when he did get the ball. But I still don't feel like they really gave him a chance. Like, 11 Zeke carries is not really beats off a carries. No. Zeke feeds off carries. Give him those carries. Give him the ball every time, every single first down. I don't know. I mean, absolutely, and and that's one of my concerns. And I think I voiced it when we did our NFC East preview. That uh, to me, as gaudy as Dak's stats were at the start of last year, and as impressive and excited as I was about that kind of production, what was forcing it. Uh, was that their defense was terrible. And it's not, to me, a sustainable recipe for success. If you have to do it in one game out of necessity, fine. 
but it's not a sustainable recipe for success. And with a Tampa Bay offense as potent as they are, one of the recipes for success that I always see in those in those areas is to keep them off the field, <laughs> which means right. running the ball. Don't, Absolutely. Don't go for broke with lots of passing and and uh, incompletions and like don't give them the ball back. Put it in your running back's hand and grind them down. Keep their offense on the field. Get them frustrated from sitting there and out of rhythm. And yeah, they didn't really yeah, give Zeke the opportunity for that. So I was a little disappointed with that. No, so there was a couple things, and I couldn't figure out whether it was the offensive line. I thought looked good keeping Dak upright. I thought he had time to throw the ball all game for the most part. Yep. He wasn't getting mauled by the Tampa defensive line. Like he was kept clean for the most part. But when Zeke got the ball, it didn't look like the run blocking was particularly good. So I don't know what, what that is there, what the issue is there. Well, so, so Zeke, one thing, whether, you know, the timing's off or whether they're just not very good run blockers, I, I don't know. Well, but, their number one run blocker, their number one run blocker uh, and, and perennial, like, first team all, all pro, pro yeah. guard wasn't playing. He is their run blocking guy yeah fair enough uh so i understand like you you should be able to do more than that um even with him missing but that certainly hurt and unfortunately there's going to be a bit more of that given that lyle collins got suspended for five games now um so yeah that sucks that's they're sucks. gaining but zach martin back is, but is they're it... losing collins yeah but if you look good pass blocking you shouldn't look awful run blocking. I mean, I get that they're different, but anyways. Yeah. that's This is where we need the Himes here to put me in my place. I'm like, no, 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 Nick. They're way different. Dude, you're talking like your ass. Anyways, uh, come on. It's all blocking. Just stand in front of the guy. It can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to have to cut to a little segment here of Chris just teeing off on <laughs> all blocking is blocking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's no technique involved you just got to be big and strong (laughs) (laughs) they're just big fat guys right (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) oh god all right um so yeah that stood out to me um the the turnover stood out to me we already talked about that the fact that Dak looked so good, considering he really hasn't had a training camp, like he really impressed me. Considering he threw the ball 58 times, his, his passes were accurate. They had zip. The timing was there. I mean, it was fun to watch those receivers with Dak throwing them the ball. I and thought he did Gallup, it stretch. Like... Yeah, he, he, didn't, he did it all game. They didn't, it's not like it worked for a little while and then they kind of closed in on him. Gallup is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. I thought he was terrific. I watched that game and I felt like this guy is a difference maker. He is going to be huge for Dallas this season. So it sucks that he is out for the year. I feel awful for the guy. 
he was going to have a hell of a season. Um, I thought CD looked dynamic. Uh, the only thing I'll say about him is that he got targeted a bunch of times and didn't have the reception. I think he only caught about half of the passes thrown his way. He needs to work on that. There's a couple that he dropped that he shouldn't have. Um, and that, that he could looked turn like into that, turnovers at some point. He looked like that classic, uh, you know, explosive receiver that catches the most difficult passes, but yeah. then loses track of the the concentration on some of the easy stuff. Uh, well, there was that one over the middle. I can't remember when it was, but he, he jumped for it and tipped it, and then he he curled up to brace for a hit because there was three guys coming at him. <laughs> and it was just the classic, like, okay, Mr. Second-Year Receiver, like, we need you to catch those. Come on. Strap on your big boy pants. Like, this is 2021. You can't even really get hit. Like, this isn't 1995. <laughs> and and those hits feel so much better when you got the ball in your hands. Yeah, right? <laughs> the hits come Those coming, make careers. So, those know. make careers. They'll, they'll put you on the map. Um, so, I was excited for his then, talent. But, uh, yeah, but yeah he, he needs to focus up and and make sure he grabs every ball you know amari caught 13 out of 16 reception uh, 13 out of 16 targets he caught and yeah. cd caught seven out of 15 right i think that tells right. the story right there amari was professional he was out there for business every time the ball came his way he was grabbing it mm-hmm. cd needs to get yeah. there. he's not there exactly yet. exactly uh i thought Demarcus Lawrence looked really good. I thought Micah Parsons looked excellent. He is going to be dynamite. Yeah, I'm excited about him. Yeah, he was fun to watch. So anyways, all in all, I thought, yeah, despite losing, I thought Dallas, it was still a a coming out party. It still felt like they put themselves on the map. Like, okay, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the league, and we're legit. So now I say, okay, Dallas, do it every week. And don't step on your dick when you play the Giants. (laughs) That's the key. Honestly, with all the NFC East, although I I will say without jumping too far ahead into it, but uh, the Eagles had a bit of coming out party of their own as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. That that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah. You know, I think I think Dallas has everything they need to to wrap this division up if uh, if you know they just keep their head on straight and don't lose the easy shit. Right. Well, especially now that Fitzmagic's out for the season. Yeah. Although I'm excited to watch Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Honestly, I, I kids, think kids plucky. Kids plucky. It's my favorite word. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is that. Um, uh, you know, for for my Cowboys, I, I can't be too uh, bent out of shape over uh, the the Redskins having to go to a backup. But I do like uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I feel and, I feel bad for Fitz. Feel bad for him. Feel bad that uh, you know he didn't really get a chance to get much going there, and no. uh, you know, but yeah. 
Anyways, all right, moving on. We'll talk about my Niners. I don't have a whole lot to say uh, because the game for three quarters was not all that compelling. The Niners looked dominant. They looked dynamic. Uh, Monster leaving the game and, and being out for a period of time sucks because he is scary fast and last i saw he's done for the season no yeah oh Uh, unless i misread a headline which is possible no that can't be undergo season ending knee surgery he's so damn good except you just never feel comfortable that he's not gonna get injured on any given play you just always feel like you're you're one misstep away from losing him for the season. Anyways, so far that sucks. he's just he's just That's been it. one of those like Mr. Glass guys, which uh, yeah, he really no, has no fault of his own. It's just really unfortunate because the guy's obviously super talented and he's in the right system to really succeed. It it would just take him staying on the field. Yeah, that's brutal. And he was on my fantasy team, so I'm fucked. Yeah, wow. Right. <laughs> and they lost Jason Verrett. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all kind of messed up. But you got a 100-yard game out of Eli Mitchell. So, hey, I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, Eli Mitchell looked awesome. I would, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Another, another Shanahan Boy, that can just. Right? Pull rushers out of his ass. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Who can hold a football? <laughs> okay, Who can you're, hold on to a football. Okay, you're in. You're I'm not too fast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll sort it out so, on the field. <laughs> so what I see here, Verrett's out for the season with a torn ACL. Monster's out for about half the season with a knee issue. Okay, like I said, it's on NFL.com. Said that he got season-ending knee surgery. Oh, really? Oh, well, that might be more up-to-date than whatever I'm reading here. I think it just came out, so... Uh, shoot. Darn. Yeah. And and uh, what's up with uh, Jeff Wilson? He's, uh, he's out for a bit, too. Right? Yeah. Anyways, I, I have faith in Shanahan. Eli Mitchell looked, looked great, so... Um, next man up. Three quarters of the game, we dominated. The game was over at half, should have been. And somehow we let them back in the game in the fourth quarter. So the only thing I have to say about this is finish the game. That's it. It was really frustrating. And for anybody out there who took the Niners on the spread to win by nine or nine and a half, whatever you, whatever you got, I feel for you that's a hell of a beat because they should have won by way more than nine. And they let them back in the game in the fourth quarter and ended up finishing what? Eight points? Yeah, eight points. Oh, I would be pissed. I didn't take them. I don't, I don't, I don't bet on my own team, but damn. Uh, And, uh, I don't know how much players read into this, but uh, Shanahan can't 
afford to have anyone think that uh, losing leads and and not polishing off games mm. is is a thing for him. Right. That, that's a dangerous little like niggling back of the mind uh, kind of thought that uh, you don't want you don't want anyone in your building having that that this is. A I thing. feel like I feel like there was a pretty significant game that he lost <laughs> after, after he had a really big lead at halftime. Yeah. So honestly, I don't remember. Will, can you remind me? What, what anytime, was that? Anytime that, that happens <laughs> or even seems like it's about to happen, there's uh, always going to be a yeah. little bit of that. So, you know, uh, he's got to be careful for the rest of his career. I think he's got to be yeah, a little yeah, careful yeah. that he doesn't let that become the narrative. Well, not uh, to mention, like we were up, we weren't up twenty-eight to three, but we were up twenty to ten in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, and we ended up losing. Like we shouldn't have lost that game. No. So, yeah, Shanahan, come on, get your tighten your jock strap. <laughs> yeah, let's go. You can, you can pull hundred yard runners out of your ass, but I, uh, but you right. can't uh, polish off twenty point leads. <laughs> Anyways, I'm being polite right now. I was pissed on sunday that that drives me crazy when you're crushing a team crush them put your neck your foot on their throat and finish them don't let them back in the game especially not detroit detroit's in the sweepstakes to get the first pick next year like come on yeah they're terrible get yourself do you know what do you know what golf averaged per completion Uh, five and a half yards fantastic Five and a half yards. Ugh. And they put up 33 points. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stats, they look okay, but I mean, he threw the ball 57 times or something, and he threw for like 200 yards. It's terrible. Anyways. Yeah, he picked some up in in, in garbage time, but... uh... Of course he did. I know, but that, that's the thing. Like, of course just, he just did. Put him out like, of his misery, man. The, the like, worst part is that we, we got a pick six, and we ended up winning by one touchdown. Like, I, I'm sorry, but the game should not have been decided by a pick six. No. And, that, not, and, not that, the game and can I just say that, off, that, that onside kick? Come on, Kittle. Take it right <laughs> off the forehead. <laughs> Uh, oh, come on, man. That was brutal. <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, Put your hands in front of your face and catch the ball with your hands. <laughs> you, you're one of the top two or three tight ends in the league. <laughs> Get your two or three. Two, right. Really. Arguably the best. Yeah. Arguably the best. He tries to catch it with his face mask. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I love Kittle. I really do. But yeah, that looked bad. It was an awkward bounce, in fairness. It it took this weird little hop and it bounced off his face mask, but it looked awful. It really it looked embarrassing. It's it's worth a meme. <laughs> Somebody should do that. It's worth a meme. Absolutely. So, but uh um, all right. Debo. Debo had a oh, coming out yes. party. He used the other big nice big story of that game. I, feel I love that guy. 
he's fantastic. Nine yards. Yeah, he's fantastic. I did not know he had the wheels though. I knew yeah. he was Anquan Bolden esque in his playing style, like he's Mister Yards After Catch. Actually, it's similar for our whole team. Honestly, Kittle never catches the ball and goes down. He's always getting extra yards. But Debo plays the same way. He's like a running back once he gets the ball in his hands. It's really fun to watch. And he runs violently, which is... Always which fun is, to watch. Oh, it's uh, it's always my favorite. Um, but no, when he caught that uh, that deep, I don't know what you want to call it, fade, where uh, Garoppolo kind of threw it on a back shoulder there, and he he and then he outran everyone to the end zone. That was impressive. I didn't realize he had the wheels like that. Nobody was catching him. It's not like he just made it in. No, that was fantastic. Yeah. Now, now, so, what what's your take on uh, Brendan Ayuk? Because uh, he played 26 snaps or something, but he didn't get a target that I have. I'm not sure. Is that is that right? Did you see him get any passes thrown his way? No, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't notice him get any anything thrown his way. So I like I couldn't have told you if maybe I just missed them throwing it to him once or twice. Yeah. But um, no, I didn't see him with the ball in his hands. I thought he looked good last year. I think he's dynamic. I think he he could be really something special. So I don't know whether it was just this game. Like the thing is. When you're up that much at halftime and with what was working, I think there's a bit of perhaps Shanahan holding back. Like, I'm not going to show you everything. I'm not going to show you what I'm going to do with Trey Lance. I'm not going to throw the ball to Ayuk. we got lots of wrinkles to get him involved later. We don't need to show you everything in the first game. It's Detroit. Like, let's just get out of here with a win and go home. And And I think he tweaked his hamstring recently so i mean the fact that he was on the field 26 snaps uh might be a little misleading that they might have had him uh you know trot him out there as a decoy yeah yeah not really wanting him to go full speed not to push him too hard so uh but i'm interested to see how that plays out throughout the year because they they've got some good talent out there you know Mm-hmm. With with Debo and Kittle and and uh, what's his name Sherfield looked pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. So if if Ayuk can kind of get rolling and uh, start performing the way I know they they think he can, uh, you know that and that starts looking. I'm gonna good. I'm gonna mention a guy here. Who knows if he ever turns into anything at this point? He's been around a while, but I've always been rooting for him. Is uh, Jalen Hurd? I was excited when we drafted him and he's kind of been injured injury prone over the last couple of years. Um, I don't really know where he sits on the depth chart. Oh, never mind. He's on injured reserve again. Uh, He'll be that's... eligible to return in three weeks if he's healthy, <laughs> but come on, he's never healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Anyways, well, it would have been nice to see him out on the field. He could have been uh, um, another weapon. But anyways, optimism all around for the 49ers. The defense looked good. Offense looked good. 
Garoppolo looked good. And you know me, I'm not always the biggest Garoppolo fan. But he was he, he was good. efficient though. He was, yep. he was good. Yep. That's all we need. Be efficient, be accurate. Don't make stupid plays. Dumb mistakes. Yeah. We, okay, we got a championship roster there, so steer the ship. Okay. <laughs> so here's where we kind of open it up. Yeah, bouncing it around a little bit more. Uh, Ignoring those two games. Game of the week. Oh, fucking uh, Raiders-Ravens, man. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, a hell of a game. I mean, the, the Minnesota-Cincy game came down to OT, and that was that was kind of fun. But honestly, there there's a good portion of that game that wasn't all that compelling. Um, but, but man, that yeah, Baltimore so, game had, had the fire the, the, this week started with a bang and ended with a bang. Yeah, was that great. was great. And for some, for, a for a Monday night game that, I mean, Monday night football's ratings have been dropping, uh, year on year for a while. And basically since ESPN took over, I think, <laughs> And they've tried a few different things to try and make it interesting, usually in the form of getting wacky announcers. And, yeah. and it never really works. So they've got an, a, an efficient little crew right now that isn't particularly objectionable, albeit they're fairly bland. But I also think, you know... By the time Monday comes along, people have watched so much football on the weekend, and then you get this late game on Monday night. I don't know. It's, uh, somehow, Thursday night football has almost become more exciting to watch than Monday night football. And I will but, say, like, Monday night, uh, you're right, like, it's been a long week with a lot of football, uh, but it's got to be a compelling matchup. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a compelling matchup for you to turn the TV on on Sunday afternoon and watch something at 1 o'clock. You're just happy to watch football. But Monday, if if you got, I don't know, the the Lions facing off against the Jets, you're just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Well, which has been the case with a lot of the Thursday night games. Thursday night football, not that long ago, a few years ago, was really awful. It was always this, like the who's who of nobody's on Thursday night and the games were terrible. And I mean, even now I find the Thursday games a little bit frustrating because it's a short week for both teams and they haven't game planned properly and they're not rested. And you know, it weird things happen on Thursday night. Don't, don't gamble on Thursday night games. Don't yeah. put, put, put money on Thursday night games because you don't know what's going to happen. There's, <laughs> it's a, You've thrown off both teams, but making the play on Thursday night. Anyways, uh, no, but even looking at this game, though, on the face of it, it doesn't seem all that compelling. I thought Baltimore was going to take it. I honestly didn't think that the Raiders were going to put up the fight they did. So no. the fact that they did, and I, I wasn't going to stay up and watch the end of the game, and then that fourth quarter started happening, and it was like, touchdown, 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 touchdown. <laughs> Okay, I can't go to bed just yet. This is going to go to overtime. Jackson's running for his life, and and Carr is just firing bullets, and it's 
and it just mounted. It was it was an escalation on both sides of the ball that was fantastic to watch. Was, yeah, I've never seen Carr look so good. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> he looked. I and I'm I'm not anti Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. I I I have no hold no ill will towards Derek Carr, but he's never felt like a scary quarterback. No, someone that you felt like could carry a team on his back. Now, the interesting part about that is that Derek Carr, and I shared this in our little group chat last night, has 24 comeback victories. Uh, yes, either in the fourth quarter or OT since 2014. Second only to Matthew Stafford. There is so much to like in that little stat. Some it's stats kind of are pretty useless, okay? They're pretty arbitrary, and they like how much do you really get out of them? That one, I really like that. Derek Carr, okay, wouldn't wouldn't have put him there. Never would have guessed that. No, and, and that's Stafford, what I was going to say. I, wouldn't... I mean, the fact that it's Stafford and Carr, and you don't have Aaron Rodgers in there, you don't have Tom Brady in there, you don't have Russell Wilson in there. I mean... Now, now there, there's a couple of things it's here. It's fantastic. So, so one, one of the kind of skewing elements in, in this stat is that... Um, how many fourth quarters did they go into losing compared to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, so, fair enough. <laughs> so, so a team, a team that just really wins good at more, sucking for three quarters. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, so so how many fourth quarters were they forced to try to come back? Um, right. So that, that's that's one thing. But yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you'd asked me, uh, you know, a couple days ago, who I thought the the most resilient teams were in the league the teams that you could never count out uh raiders would not be in my top five top 10 probably top 20 teams in the league as far as who i consider really like resilient they could come back and win in the fourth quarter yeah right at any point in time there you can never count them out i wouldn't have put them in that category yeah. uh but they showed some some moxie. They showed some uh, guts uh, going up against Lamar Jackson and and Baltimore and and meeting them stride for stride and not not blinking. So I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, and and not just uh, Carr, but uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Brian Edwards coming up yeah. with some really great grabs at the end of the game. He, he wasn't even involved in the game before the last two drives or three drives, yeah, I guess, with, with OT. And, and he pulled down some really key grabs at just the right time. They called his number. He answered and, and, and not easy, not put easy them in grabs. a position to win. So love that. Love yeah. and, and loved the, the kick from Carlson. I gotta yeah. give him props for that. That, yeah, I was gonna say. Delivered. So, uh, I was gonna say, yeah, Brian Edwards impressed me. I was really hoping that he, when he, when he stretched for the end zone, that that was a touchdown. I, it <laughs> didn't too. look like it though. It didn't <laughs> look like it. No, 
and I saw everyone celebrating, and I was like, oh, it's coming back, guys. That's not a touchdown. But I really, I was really hoping I was wrong. Me too. Um, and, and honestly, and yeah, I'm I was glad they called it a touchdown and forced the reversal yeah. as opposed to the yeah. opposite because yeah. it's a lot more difficult for, I feel like, for them to overturn and give them the points than for them to take yeah. it away. So absolutely, I think that was the right call on the ref's part. Loved it. And I was going to say, yeah, that, that kick by Brian Carlson at the end of the game, that, I mean, sorry, did I just get his, I just got his name. Uh, Daniel Carlson. Yeah. That was clutch. 55 yards to tie the game and send it to overtime. Man, he was stone cold. Just ice in so, his veins. Interesting. I, I didn't know who he was, so I looked him up after after he made that kick. He was uh, drafted. Was he drafted by Minnesota in 2018 in the fifth round? Yep. Anyways, um, at some point he got waived, and the Raiders picked him up. Yeah, it was part way through say, his first season. So the interesting so part about this guy is that he's six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Ah, that is a big, big kicker. That's big a big lie. kicker. I didn't think kickers were that big. Big boot. <laughs> Man. Usually got the, the, the tiny little legs. Yeah. Chromatica <laughs> bar- barely cracked four feet. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember the Chromaticas. He <laughs> he was there for, for uh, you know, one, one of the most infamous uh, memories of Tony Romo. <laughs> was he? Yeah. The... the uh, the the bobbled hole. Oh no! On, was that yeah against Seattle? Yeah, <laughs> that was Grammatica. Grammatica was the one uh, waiting to kick that ball. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Grammaticas were fun. Oh, I like. Was there two of them? There was two of them, right? Yeah, there's two of them. There's two. Yeah, of them. yeah. One of them like blew their knee out when they were celebrating. I remember that. <laughs> uh, the, the unfortunate like. Uh, I don't know, a stereotype that drops in on kickers like, oh, he fucking blew his knee out celebrating. <laughs> really unfortunate. Yeah. Could happen to anybody, but but just does not go well with the with the role. So I'll give Daniel Carlson the slow clap. He impressed me. That was excellent. And then, uh, yeah, we talked about Mr. Brian Edwards. Little shout out to Carl Nassib for that strip sack at the end of the game. Super That clutch. was uh, very clutch. And in the same breath, I'm going to say my goat of the week is, uh, is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Yeah. We got to call it something else. He, he, he was... like some, it, go to the week's already taken. He he was Superman at times and and just Putts. yeah not putts of the week. Sorry, buddy, you dropped the ball. You turn it over like that. You get the big award. big oops. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And he's not the only one. There's a couple others that uh, that Cleveland kicker 
<laughs> deserves an honorable mention. <laughs> Did you see that? I I missed that. I oh I, so Cle I mean Cleveland should have won that game, and then uh, and then their kicker bobbled a perfect snap. Their punter bobbled a, dropped a perfect snap. It bounced straight back up to him. He caught it. There's nobody near him. He could have taken two steps and punted away. He starts running around trying to get the 12 yards, and he's deep in his own end. <laughs> Turnover on downs. <laughs> Gives away a touchdown. Congrats, Cleveland. You lose. <laughs> Kansas oh. City wins. Oh, God. It was terrible. So. Oh, that's terrible. That's just... Nonetheless. Oh, and yeah, I don't know. Like we we briefly mentioned the Minnesota Cincy game. It wasn't that there wasn't some interesting points to that game. Joe Burrow looks like he's back for real. Um, the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Good. But confident. Cousins was a little bit lackluster for most of the game. He kind of put it on a little bit towards the end, but through most of the game he was he was making some passes that I was kind of shaking my head at and mm. and you've got uh uh Jefferson out there who looked super dynamic all last year and he just I don't know he wasn't really a factor in this game yeah I mean I don't know he got 71 yards but it just it didn't look like the dynamic offense the 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 high performance offense that uh, I feel like people were expecting to see out of Minnesota. Yeah, I think I think bigger for me is the fact that Dalvin Cook wasn't very good. Yeah. He was pedestrian at best. 20 carries and he, he only averaged three yards a carry. Yeah. Sorry, for the guy that, that everybody's been talking about supposed to be the best running back in the game. That that can't happen. Like I think Minnesota goes as Dalvin Cook goes. They need to get a running game established. You can't have Kirk Cousins throwing the ball forty nine times. No, he he's not that type of passer. Um, so he's got pretty good stats. If you look back at his his numbers over the last several years, like yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that clutch team on the back kind of quarterback class. All right, so let's gloss over that. I mean, good win for the Bengals. Uh, they needed that. Sucks to be Minnesota. You shouldn't have lost that game. <laughs> no. Um, but whatever. Seattle handled the Colts basically how I thought they would. I, I mean, I think Seattle's the better team. I think the Colts are okay. I think Carson Wentz is whatever. You know. So no surprise yep. there. The Texans hammering the Jags. I mean, the don't care game of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, like, who gives a shit? But uh, that was not a good look for the Jags. No. I mean, they made Tyrod Taylor look like Deshaun Jackson. Or Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yikes. We're just going to cut that part out. <laughs> I mean, anyways, that's that was that was awful. So, Urban Meyer, welcome to the NFL. You know, you got to scheme better. Yeah, rude, rude awakening. Um, the Chargers in Washington. 
Uh, I don't have a ton to say about that other than um, Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. He impressed me. It's not that he had a perfect day. He he didn't, you know, he didn't pick them apart all game. For the first three quarters, I don't think he was very good. Or he wasn't he wasn't awful, but he wasn't great. Uh, but watching him on that last drive, he, he just he looks he has that franchise quarterback look. He's unflappable. He made some clutch throws, and he was accurate and confident, and he directed the offense and. They walked down the field and won the game. So, good on him. I think I think they got a keeper for the next ten or fifteen years. Yeah, I, I think two somewhat surprises. Well, three three big number surprises for me this week. Um, Arizona torching Tennessee. Yeah, I I did not think that they were that strong. Uh, so that that game surprised me on numbers. As much as I don't think much of Atlanta this year, I didn't expect Philly to thrash them like that. And and likewise, yeah. uh, New Orleans and Green Bay. Shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. James right, came so out let's, to play. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. All right. Let's do a quick. Let's do it. That's that's those are three good games to to touch on. I honestly don't think any of the other games were all that. No, but they, these were surprises. The Browns, yeah, the Browns keeping up with the Chiefs was impressive. I think the Browns are really good, and it just kind of confirms what we we predicted. Well, it doesn't confirm anything. We're through week one, but they they ran with the Chiefs and they had a real shot to win. So it's similar to that Dallas game on Thursday night. I thought they they hung in there with the best in the AFC. And they put themselves in that conversation. So let's see them continue that for the rest of the season, and then we'll talk. But you know, it shows was, they're on the right uh, track. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was it was a positive. Football. Yeah, it was a positive game. Oh, right. Okay, we can talk briefly about that one too. But let's. <laughs> so Cardinals, we're gonna we're gonna do a lightning round here a little bit. We can't take too long on each one of them. But the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I think I discounted them uh, mostly because of their coach, the Kingsbury effect, <laughs> and I didn't think they were. <laughs> I didn't think very much of him last season, so I was kind of expecting more of the same this year. But I will say, Kyler Murray looks scary. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is vicious, Absolutely. arguably the best, the best in the game. I mean, his touchdowns were <laughs> something else. That spin really move was dirty. <laughs> yeah, he, but the he best part about player. this, the best part about this for the Cardinals, I will say, is that we just ran through the games we just finished talking about. Every quarterback was throwing the ball, pushing fifty times. The Cardinals threw the ball thirty-two times. Kyler Murray only threw the ball thirty-two times. He was twenty-one for thirty-two. And he threw four touchdowns. Yeah. They ran the ball. 38 points. 38 28 times. On 32 passes. Right. And they ran yeah. the ball 32 to, or 28 times. Yeah. 28 yeah. times for what do they got here? For, and well, not including Kyler Murray's runs. 
Yep. So if you want to say 28 times and then you add another five for Kyler, Kyler Murray, that's 33 rushing attempts. And they ran the ball for 100 and what's that? 16, no, 136 yards. Yep. Like that's a very balanced attack. So impressive. It is. And and I wouldn't have uh, said that Tennessee's a, a weak defense um they may not be no not weak not the best league but but not weak not like easy to put up 38 points against they should be better than that they've got a defensive-minded head coach i mean they should be better than that it's kind of embarrassing for Vrabel to oh i think he was well and embarrassed and and was a little vocal about that in the (laughs) the post he was was, But but even more impressive, Derrick Henry looked pedestrian. So let's keep an eye on that. Let's 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 keep an eye on the Derrick Henry watch. Is this the year that he falls off the cliff? This, the the Larry Johnson effect. He's had a lot of carries. Uh, right. I mean, this, he's going I'm stuck on with three him years on fantasy, now. So between him and Mostert, I I'm really hoping he doesn't fall off the right. cliff. But uh, entirely possible. So. But this is three years. The last three years, he's had an exceeding number of carries. So is this the fourth year fall? All right, we'll watch it. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, and Chandler Jones. I don't know what else to say, except that's that's a bad man. <laughs> he is good. Yeah, he is good. He, he okay. was one of the defensive players of the week. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Game wrecker. Yeah. Loved watching so, him. All right. Um, which one next? Packers Saints? Or do we want to talk? Uh, well, Eagles Falcons. Do we have to say a whole lot about it? Impressed by the Eagles? Honestly, just, just impressed by Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He stood in there, had a great game. Uh, was just impressed with the stat line because, honestly, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't perfect. think Philly was at that point yet. Not that they couldn't get there. I just didn't think they were there right now. Yeah, but, no. Uh, so, and I really wish yeah. we had. Who is it, Chris or Phil, that has has a hard on for Sirianni? <laughs> I don't know. Both of them. <laughs> both of them. Because of, because he showed a Kobayashi video in training camp. <laughs> well, Sh- shades whatever of whatever Terry dropping his pants. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it was, it worked because they looked good. Jalen Hurts' stat line is is nice. Yeah. 27 of 35, 264 yards and three touchdowns. Boom. No picks. And no, and no picks. picks. Right. And 62 kinda yards looks like he's Yeah, kind of looks like he's the best quarterback in Philly last year. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, so. they but... But when all said and done, they should have beaten the Falcons. I don't think yeah. the Falcons are that good. So you did what you were supposed to do. You did it impressively, but let's see how you do over the next few few weeks and before we That's start. That's it. I, I can't recall, the Eagles. I think I think the Falcons had one of the lowest ranked defenses in the league last year. Um, yeah, so. and I don't know that may, they've made a lot of progress in the off season. So, nah. They'll have to prove it against better competition for me to believe yeah. they're real, uh, but they, they don't look quite as shit as I anticipated 
at this the point Eagles? in the season. Yeah, the Eagles. Or the Falcons. <laughs> The Falcons are every bit as shit as I thought they were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Steelers, Bills. All I will say is the Bills didn't look very good, but they looked better than the Steelers for three quarters. And then the Steelers had this miraculous fourth quarter. Like, they shouldn't have won the game. It was silly. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, I'm they with don't you get that. that. Like, they couldn't run the ball. Okay. Their running game looked anemic again. Ben Roethlisberger was unspectacular at best. 18 for 32, 188 yards and a touchdown. Yeesh. You know, he got a spectacular catch out of Deontay Johnson when the defender was all over it and defensed the pass like he was supposed to. Deontay Johnson had no business catching that touchdown. So kudos to him. Give him the yep. clap. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that that he shouldn't have caught that, and he did, and he got his toes in. So, hey, he made the play. Good on him. But they didn't look very good for three quarters, and then they get a punt block touchdown, which essentially won them the game. So... Yeah, that's it. You look at that game and it's and it's just like punt, 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 yeah. punt fumble, punt, yeah. punt. <laughs> so the, the whole less game. so am I impressed with the Steelers, albeit I'm mentioning the game because my prediction that the Steelers would be two and two after four weeks. Uh if they put together a nice next couple of weeks, they could very well be three and one. Um but right. this Buffalo more to lose lost. this. Yeah, Buffalo shouldn't have lost this game. And Pittsburgh shouldn't have been in the game in the fourth quarter. Buffalo should have just pummeled them for the th- first three quarters. And I'll say so. for me, Josh Allen is another quarterback. I, I, I think very highly of him, but he's not necessarily the guy that I think should be passing the ball 51 times in a game. Is that how many times he threw the ball? He, he threw the ball 51 times for 270 yards. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. So. No, no, no. That's that's rough. Yeah. He he needs to fix that post-haste. Yeah. Um, totally. Why are you throwing it 51 times? It, it, Buffalo, in their defense. Buffalo just, across the board, to me, is not a 51-pass team. That's not no. what they should be doing. Now, we, we all questioned their running game before the season, but Devin Singletary averaged six and a half yards a carry. So he did well, well done, sir. You know, but yeah. And, and yeah, you know, like the running game didn't look bad on paper, but uh, you know, I, I think in the whole scheme of things, low scoring game like this, uh, they need to, they need to commit more to the run not put the ball 51 times in Josh Allen's hands. Yeah. Anyway, we'll Against see what happens. A very good defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you're averaging six and a half yards a carry with Singletary and, and almost five yards a carry with Josh Allen, like... Keep man, running it. Go for it. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> and again, again... Yeah, it should be obvious. It's, it's very, very difficult for the opposing team to score points when their offense is on the bench. Right. So I'm just, I'm a big proponent. You are of, wise, Will. 
You are wise. Keep the ball in your runner's hands. Keep the offense off the field. Um, you know, very few teams are going to, you know, be the uh, early 2000s Ravens and and have the defense outscoring their offense. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that comes around very often. Right, and in this game, it felt like that's who won the game for Pittsburgh. Their defense won them the game. Their offense certainly did everything they could to try and lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah. So all right. Interesting so then the, the, the last so like game. Yeah, exactly. Jets Panthers. We don't need to talk about that. No, no, no. Who cares? The Darnold Bowl. The Darnold Revenge Game. Hey, wah, yeah. Darnold Darnold had an okay day. Whatever. It was against the Jets. Who cares. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but he's impressed. <laughs> the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. I find that mildly amusing. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Mac, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones looked okay, debut, but you lost to the Dolphins. Points. That's great. <laughs> that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. The Patriots losing to the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The one the one that we really care about, the Saints and Packers. I mean impressive for the Saints. Uh very unimpressive for the Packers. Yeah. So here's this is here's my feeling. You I, I mean, you basically just said it. I don't know whether to be all that impressed with the saints or unim or just unimpressed with the Packers. But like who's responsible for this game? Both. Like, I think, I mean, I think the saints looked good and the Packers look awful, awful, gross. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers' stat line, 15 for 28 for 133 yards, oh, two interceptions and no touchdowns. Oh, oh, that that is a bad rookie stat line for the reigning MVP. That is embarrassing. He just took a turd on the carpet. Like it, he he played blindfolded. Oh. Like what? <laughs> you know that's it's so that's bad. I, yeah, I don't know, and yeah, I I don't know how much to take from the the post game press conferences, but it it almost feels like after a game like that. I mean, what do you say after a game like that? But it almost feels like when they all stand up there and go, yeah, we got our house kicked. Yeah, we got to be better. Yeah, it was. we all played terrible. It's like, it's not enough. Yeah, somebody's got to be outraged. Somebody's got to be You got to say more. You got to, I don't know. It just, yeah, we need the token angry guy throwing something or like. Oh, can you imagine like Steve Smith on a team that just got manhandled like that? And what he would have to say about it, it would not, it would not well, be right. Can you imagine what? De- can you imagine what Denny Green would have to say about that? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Denny Green! Come on, that takes me back. <laughs> Channel your inner Denny Green. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? After a game like that, some outrage is very well warranted. The Packers are not the Lions. They're not the Jets. The, the, this is not a bad team that should expect to get beat up once in a while. And <laughs> get pummeled like and, that. And New Orleans is not such a dangerous team, such an overpowering team that you would go into the game with that kind of... They don't have Drew Brees anymore. They yeah. have the interception king of New Orleans, of Tampa Bay. 
formerly of Tampa Bay. Like, well, and and how's this for? He's a thrown line? as many I mean, interceptions as Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers has played in a, a decade longer. And and Jameis, although I felt like he he had a very good game and and uh, you know a nice little coming out party, he threw fourteen for twenty for one hundred and forty eight yards and five touchdowns. Right. He didn't like, like they didn't the world give him on the fire. opportunity. Yeah, he did. They didn't give him the opportunity to throw five picks. He didn't throw the ball fifty times. Okay, right. he's throwing the, the ball fifty times like Dak. He's throwing five picks. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but he threw five touchdowns. Five and, touchdowns. And they only asked him to throw one hundred and fifty yards. Like, yeah. well, he I mean, he did not. Do, right? yeah. That's it. He didn't light the world on fire. But Kamara rushed twenty times. Tony Jones rushed eleven times, and they got eight from their their two quarterbacks. Uh, so they rushed the ball very well across the board, and and they just handled business. Uh, and, and the Packers did everything they could to lose the game. Yeah, uh, game ball goes to Marshawn Lattimore for handling Devonte Adams. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't he didn't give him an inch all game. It was uh, impressive. So game ball goes to him. And while. While I don't think uh, I'm not I'm not as strongly anti Rogers as as the Himes, uh, <laughs> but one thing that I will say over the years, I have not always found Rogers to be the most um, uh, receiver proof quarterback in terms of next man up. Uh, he has definitely had some lulls in the middle of seasons or across seasons when his top receiving target disappears through injury or performance. And, and he doesn't necessarily like switch gears to the next guy seamlessly the way some other quarterbacks do. Uh, You know, Drew Brees throughout his career didn't seem to matter who he had on the field. He, he was thrown for 400 yards in a game. Like, Oh, same with Manning, right? It seemed yeah. like he, some years he had the who's who of who. Like, you know, Absolutely. what was that? that? That little Gonzalez receiver who turned into a U.S. senator. <laughs> Did he? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Pierre Garçon before he was anybody. And, like, I, I, not to sewer Rogers, but, um, and, and I'm going to acknowledge that a couple of weeks ago I said that, you know, I, I had read that he was very zen and he wasn't holding a grudge and he was, you know, poised for a big season. And he's, he might still be, but he might also be a little too laid back. I, I think this is the Shailene Woodley effect. <laughs> he's, got, he's a little too hippie now. A little too hippy-dippy. <laughs> <laughs> ne- needs to get a little bit of fire back under his ass. Oh, and, you see and... the, the man bun that he's rocking now or the, the phony tail? It's um, <laughs> the phony tail. Yeah, know. not, not quite uh, Jeopardy host material. Yeah, I'm lifting the, uh, the Dwayne Johnson eyebrow at that. <laughs> um. Anyways, he's it, over the years. He's never struck me as that quarterback that coaches up the the nobody receivers on the team. Where I've read, I've read about all of the other great quarterbacks that they're coaching up the guys at the bottom of the depth chart. 
about what they expect and how to run the routes and that kind of stuff. And spending time with them and getting chemistry even right. with the guys that they're not necessarily throwing 10 balls to right. every week. Off-season workouts, come to my house, come to my ranch in North Dakota, whatever, right? Like that kind of thing. Like we're going to run off-season programs, just the quarterback and the receivers, so we have the chemistry and we know the route tree and, and, and what the expectations are and everything. I, I don't think I've ever read that about Rodgers. Don't quote me on that. But this isn't a huge cut at his character. I'm just, you know, he's never seemed like that guy. He's not the warm and fuzzy guy. He's not the, you know, generous um, coaching type quarterback. So, anyways, Green Bay needs to pull up their socks and good on New Orleans. That's a great way to start the season. So, let's hope that uh, Jameis can control his impulses to throw for touchdowns every play keep keep that uh yeah that touchdown interception ratio on on the positive end of the spectrum <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, All let, right, let's so... not let it equalize he's he's got he's got plus five right now on on the touchdown <laughs> count so so let's keep it in the plus <laughs> plus five you got some wiggle room here buddy <laughs> don't, don't blow it all next week <laughs> oh, oh that'd be terrible <laughs> yet not out of the realm of possibility in Jameis world no no alright lastly I just want to say the Rams as much as I'm supposed to hate them because they're in my division they looked really good and I like seeing Stafford do well I've I've been a Stafford fan I always wondered what it would look what it would be like to see him play for a team that's not Detroit. <laughs> well, and and I seem to remember And he's had about as good of a career as you can have considering you got drafted by Detroit. Like it's one of those those guys where you're like, "Oh, if you get drafted by Detroit or Cincinnati or Cleveland, you're kind of screwed." Right? Like your career is just not going to be that good or Jacksonville or, you know what I mean? Like over the last little while, it's like, yeah, things are just not going to go well for you. The jets. Yep. Um, and he had about as good a career as you can have considering you played for Detroit and you're never going to win anything. That said, seeing him in LA, man, what a coming out party. Good for you, bud. 20 for 26, 321 yeah. yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, man. And just watching him air the ball out, like McVeigh showing you the offense that he can design with a guy who can actually throw the ball 70 yards. Like it looked different. It was it was cool to see that offense so vastly different than what we got with Jared Goff, where it was like, okay, we're not seeing we're not gonna see deep throws. Like, nothing is going beyond 15 yards. <laughs> dink and dunk. And dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk. Safe yeah, pass, that's exactly safe what pass. He did. Yeah, right. Throw it out of bounds. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just so. toss it downfield 40 yards to Jefferson. So I will uh, I'll leave it there. I don't have a whole lot else to say about that. I hope that uh, the Rams uh, stop and the Niners take the division. But <laughs> not... not 
not to throw any salt in here, but uh, wasn't there some semi-serious conversations uh, about the 49ers trying to yes. get Stafford? <laughs> yes, yes, there was. Uh, yeah. I know, and I dream about what the Niners would look like if we had Stafford throwing the ball 70 yards. But I don't know whether Shanahan really does that. I, mean, he, that I guess he did. In... I guess he did when he had Julio. They they threw deep. Matt Ryan would heave, heave ho. Yeah, they, they had a Julio. good passing attack. They had a good passing attack in Atlanta. When, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? Um, as, as long as Garoppolo keeps playing good football I, I don't i don't know if there's much to be too uh too upset about. i'm not a hater garoppolo doesn't inspire a whole lot of excitement for me but he won't until he does uh so that that's that's the thing yeah. I, I think he's he's still in a prove it kind of position and stafford maybe... would have been so exciting though yeah Oh. And this year, this year, as opposed to oh. Trey Lance, uh, you know, you hope that he turns into something I know. a year or two from Stafford now. Stafford in a Niners uniform would have been spectacular. <laughs> now you get to see him in a division rival, so there you go. Yeah. We didn't have three three first-rounders to give up, though. So no, we, we gave all of them up to get Trey Lance. <laughs> Uh, cross your fingers on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Sounds good. We'll call it a week. Look yeah. Forward to. Uh, I think we've talked enough. Next week and uh, seeing whether uh, some of these uh, teams that had good week one performances can follow it up next week. Yeah. Yeah. Some wacky things always happen in in week one of the season, and it's it's a lot of fun that way. But. Uh, you know, week by week, we'll start fleshing out who's the uh, start to regulate. Yeah, who the real ones are, who are the, who are the pretenders, which ones are going to turn back into a pumpkin at the end of the season at some point. So, anyways, hopefully we have a full house next week. Welcome the Himes back into the fold, and uh, happy watching. Looking forward to it. All right, thanks for showing up, buddy. Take care. Okay, we'll talk to you next week.